Hello and welcome back to the Pilgrims Podcast. My name's Archie and joining me today is Chris Allen, Mark Lovell and Peter Saundry. Today is a bit different. We're recording just half an hour after the full-time whistle, so things are possibly a bit raw, a bit emotional, but we think it'll be a good listen. Uh, just to add some context, there's a few Southgate jibes thrown in there from myself. And um, in Peter Saundry, we've got Southgate's number one fan. And in Mark Lovell, well, he's, it's just, he's certainly not his number one fan. Um, so there you go, just a wee heads up on that one. And uh, yeah, enjoy the pod. Hello, Archie. Hello, Mark. I've had better days. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, absolutely. Disappointing result. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about it with Peter and Chris in in America. You know, it's a there's always a danger that we go knee jerk and we get a little bit emotional and uh, over the top. Interested to see which direction we go in tonight. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It felt. Oh, so similar to other games gone by, Southampton, or probably more so Birmingham. Peter, what are your thoughts? Well, disappointed, but not discouraged. Errors got punished. Mm, Two significant errors, two goals. Uh, The rest of the game, I thought we competed really, really well. So we were our undoing. We were better than Preston, but also when it came to mistakes, we were worst. (laughs) Yeah. And we, we we defeated ourselves. I thought they played a fantastic defense. What they have, like an eight-man, nine-man defense. Every time we got into the box, they were throwing their bodies all over the place. Um, we were incredibly attacking, created lots of opportunities. But I don't know what percentage of our shots were blocked, but probably well over half of them were blocked by people were throwing their bodies on the line. Um but at the same time, you look at how attacking we are. I think if you look at the impact of uh, Morgan Whitaker and Bally Mumba, I think that may tell us where things offensively didn't go right because they were crowded so much that they didn't have the impact that they normally have. Yeah, there was a moment, wasn't there, in the second half? I think Morgan had like five, five people on him. Yep. just on the edge of the box trying to get a shot away. I think he did get the shot away, but it was obviously very hard to do that. Um, I'm, I'm looking at his stats. He had seven shots. Four of them were blocked. Hmm. Um, two went, one went way wide and one went, well, one went three yards wide, one went uh, maybe a few inches wide, and he had one shot on target. That kind of sums it up, and it was probably even worse for, uh, for Bally. I think he had maybe one shot the whole match. Chris, on the, how are you feeling? Well, like the simplest version for me is if you set up to go and win and you concede in the 45th second, you kind of made a rod for your back. Like, I think it's that simple. I think it was a it was a kind of one-all draw with a silly early goal, is mm. the way I look at it. Um, and that's what I do come back to. But the most interesting thing for me is we spent some time with the Preston uh, sort of... T- uh, local journalists and stuff last week. And their summary of Ryan Lowe was, he came in, he did what he had to do, his second full season, he learned a lot, and now we're looking solid. We are very early in that journey. Very early. And I think that's the point. I think it's good that we're going out to try and attack. 
but maybe we're learning that most games we've lost or goals we've conceded have been on us. So I agree with Peter. Um, but yeah, if you look at Preston, they're now top of the league. Hmm. And they were where we were of just not quite getting it right. Let's give it some time. How much time do you give it, Mark? How much time do you give it until you... Well, alarm bells go off? And I think well, it's way, way too early for alarm bells. Don't panic. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah so I mean, we've seen, how much time was the question? How much great time? games this season. Great, mm. entertaining, end-to-end games. Yeah? You've got mm. to ask yourself, as a fan, would you rather Argyle win 1-0, scrappy, bite and scrape, you know, huff and puff and grab a win away from home? Or do you want to see this exciting uh, football that we get offered week in, week out? You know, it's frustrating today. And this, you know, recording this soon after the game, there's always a little bit of danger getting carried away. You know, I'm no stranger to that. But, you know, what frustrates me is these early goals. Conceded bad goal against Birmingham, early doors, and today, sloppy on the right-hand side twice in the first 20, 20, 25 minutes. And we do look a bit sloppy. You know, the guys had acres of space, and I think we're conceding too many soft goals. Last week against Blackburn, um, we got the breaks. They didn't take their chances. They didn't punish us, and they didn't go up. They deserved to be leading, and we ended up winning 3-0. We weren't so lucky today. They took their chances and went on to win the game. I'm fed up with hearing, oh, we deserve to draw. Football doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, let's look at that first goal you mentioned. For me, the major problem with that goal is Mikel Miller, who came in for Joe Edwards, <laughs> doing a bicycle kick inside his own six-yard area and obviously making no contact with the ball and seemingly doing little to, little to nothing to stop his man from getting to the ball. Is that kind of sour grapes on my part or, or does he need to do better? I don't feel like that, Archie. I don't think that. I mean, he, the guy was going to nod it in. He tried some sort second, of second, second time this season, Mikhail Miller's done a bicycle kick to no avail. Yeah, to I think it, the damage had definitely been done. That would have been like... So where, where would you... Where's the damage? The damage? The, the guy had acres of space on mm. the right-hand side. I mean... It is, it, is a hell of a, it is a hell of a pass, I've got to say, having watched it back. Yeah, and um, Hazard made a similar type of save that he made against Southampton. Mm, yeah, well, yeah, that's what that's what I mean. The, the pass, no, the, the save with Hazard just tipping it away. Then Mikel Miller's flipping overhead kick. I, I don't think it was his it was... overhead kick that was the problem. He allowed the player to get in front of him to come in to head that ball away. And if you're a defender, you don't get a, allow a striker to get between you and the goal. That's mm-hmm. the fundamental thing. And once the player got in front of Mikel Miller, the bicycle kick was just his sort of acrobatic way to try to save the day, mm-hmm. but he never got a chance to because the ball was already in the net. Um, you can't let the player get between you and the goal. That's, that's the, it's, you know, you teach that to, you know, eight-year-olds. Yeah. Just on that, though, Peter, Peter, you educated me on the role of these inverted fullbacks, yeah. which also educated me on the risks of playing with them. Yep. That, that's how the first 
certainly the first 10 minutes felt like having watched Leicester last night it's like oh my god if someone finds this system out they're going to score 20 the so, thing is these inverted fullbacks are they're, they're very common they're, 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 this is not an unusual thing for teams to do lots of teams do it you mainly see the inverted fullback when you're in some kind of flow of play this goal came right from kickoff um, and so Mikhail Miller had to get back and do a certain job, and he didn't. It wasn't a risk. I mean, inverted fullback risks come from when you're attacking and you lose possession and there's a quick transition, and then you're scrambling. This is an inherent risk of what we've set ourselves up to play. But that had nothing to do with either goal. I mean, the second goal was also an error, and that one we have to put on uh, on, on Morgan uh, Morgan Whitaker. He had plenty of time to pass the ball, and he passed it to the wrong team. I, I, uh, I guess to the less educated, it looked like it had everything to do with both goals because they had acres of space wide. Maybe I'm phrasing the question wrong. Like, there's a lot of room yeah. today for their but you give their up- attacking players. You give up space wide because you're strong in the middle. And what happened was is we gave up space wide and space in the middle for the first goal. I mean, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't just the guy who headed the ball in the net. They had two strikers in there. Um, so this is where, you know, I haven't really studied the goal, but, you know, where was Halton coming back in? Um, where was... Uh, Kundo and uh, and Finizaz coming streaking back. I think we just got caught flat-footed on the off, and I think we were our mindset was so offensively oriented that we weren't mentally switched on for defence. Yeah, Kane Kessler Hayden's been brilliant this season going forward, but basically both goals were down his side. You know. Second one definitely afforded too much space, and we got punished. You know, so you know that's where I'm just looking. And actually, I know this is a ridiculous hypothetical, but against a League One team, even with those errors, you get the impression we might have won about eight two today. It's the quality of the yeah the way they were set up at the back. Like there is a, it's a lot harder to break teams down. We've seen that consistently over games and I guess actually that comes back to your point at what point do you say it's really easy on the eye and really exciting but we're not scoring enough or at what point do you trust the process yeah I mean let's take a look at Ryan Lowe the apparent inventor of free-flowing attacking football it wasn't that today was it (laughs) you know what I mean and like I wouldn't say I wasn't watching them think thinking oh this but is obvious. But that's what the Preston guy said. If you like, they literally said he came in and said he promised fleet like this crazy game of that you know was no one else was playing. First bit of the season didn't really see it. Then they were losing playing it, and then he changed. Mm. And, and I'm I'm kind of with Peter implicitly. Peter, you haven't said this, but I think if you keep rolling this dice. We will lose some games like we did today, but I think we will beat some inferior teams. Yeah, I mean, I have and, no And maybe that's the fear. plan, is like, just stick with it, stick with right. it, learn from the system, don't panic, keep going, keep going. We, it's no coincidence we're losing tight games. Also, I know it's early, but they're top. You know, they, it's not that long ago 
this was the third round of the FA Cup. We'd have been kids on the pitch. Well, that was close. I don't know. I'm absolutely gutted. I mean, yeah. watched. It was the one that hurt the most because no. they didn't look as good as some of the others. But as a quality of player, there was not that many on that pitch. You thought I'd take them tomorrow. Right. We said the same against Birmingham, though, didn't we? What we need is the first goal. We tend to win. We don't. It's easy easier to look good when you're 2-0 down chasing the game you're going to see lots of the ball we pass it well yeah we huffed and puffed we got a goal back and we we all hoped for more but we left ourselves too much of a uphill battle today and uh, maybe they're a little bit more now now they got that first goal and we're you know we last season we turned it around in league one we were good enough to turn it around into winning positions, you know that that's going to be a it's going to be it's going to be massive, hard, right? massive difference this season. Yeah. We can't afford to concede those sloppy goals, especially after forty five seconds away from home. Well, yeah, every every time we've lost a season, we've fallen behind. For, you know, uh, the, the opposite, <laughs> the, the, the opposite yeah, reason for losing. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you, Michael Owen, Every for joining time the pod. This season, we we scored fewer goals than them. Right? Let me rephrase. Every time in each of our games this season, the team that scores the first goal goes on to win. Yeah, um, that is a good point. Yeah, I got I got there in the end. Is that a concern? It may be that we have to think about early doors being a, a little less or a little more risk adverse. So we are playing risky football. You know, we've got, we've built a, a, an approach to the game, which is based on the fact that we have two fantastic wingers in, in Ballymumba and Morgan Whitaker. And, we, and this whole 4-3-3 setup is simply there, I believe, because we have those two players who have certain skill sets and therefore we set up right and left you know so we had so i think we put on um Mikhail miller today because we wanted uh king kessler hayden over doing triangles with morgan whitaker and we saw all sorts of overlaps and underlaps from kkh lots of opportunities and he and luke condo and morgan whitaker were just absolute dynamite on the right side and then we had Mikhail Miller and Ballymumba and Finizaz on the left side that were not quite as as pressing. But that approach is about creating lots of opportunities. We had twice as many shots as, as Preston. But maybe in the first 10 minutes of a game, we need to just make sure we don't I was about to use a four-letter word. We don't screw up uh, in, in in give away an early goal, and we've we've done that a, a decent amount. And I think teams know that maybe we take a while to get into the game, and they're coming out of the box really fast. But I'll take full personal accountability for the second goal. I think some people in this in this on this podcast was like, some were watching it, some weren't from our group today, and it's like. 
you know what though you know we've gone down but we're we're playing well we're keeping going our style is working and then i typed the four letter expletive because i was writing it literally as they broke away and scored and i think i don't think personally i can't have it both ways um i've been watching a couple of england games even a relatively good performance in the week i'm very critical of how comfortable and that team is with not taking risks. I can't then say we don't take enough. I, I think overall, it's the mistakes we need to get rid of, not the style. I would agree. Um, and, and and maybe we can get you know, the players to start in a way that don't make mistakes. You know, we made a mistake right from the get-go and we got caught that first goal. And then we made another mistake, what, it, when was it 26 minutes for the second goal? something like that, yeah. and then we're in a hole. After that, and between that, we were the better team. Yeah, And they hit the post, and they made a great save. Like There's another world in which we lost 4-1, I and mean, it would be feel even more miserable. I think we do have that style, don't we? Every game, Mark, you said it has been end-to-end. And I get your point. Wouldn't it be nice to scrape out a non-end-to-end 1-0 and maybe Bristol away feels like a good opportunity for that. Well, we may, um, we may have to because we've got currently looking at our last six games, it's four defeats and one win. Albeit that's including one cup game, but it's starting to turn into a bit of a run and not a good one. I mean, I wasn't aware of it. Albeit there's been an international break in the middle of it. I was looking now for that infamous first goal stat. I was shocked to see those reds, those red, those red uh, defeats flashing up on the fixture list that's been. But the only time we were played off the field was in the last 15, 20 minutes at Crystal Palace where they brought on Eze and, yeah, and a yeah. couple of others. And then you could see we were second best. But we were not second best in any of those games. I mean, I think Southampton were arguably a better team and maybe deserved that win. Mm. Um, but I think we deserved, you know, we were as we matched Birmingham. Um, we uh, we were certainly, I think, a better team today. But you know, football isn't fair. That's the bottom line. It, it you know, you play your, you know, you roll the dice, and sometimes you roll snake eyes, and that happens. Yeah, it's just I think Mark, you were hinting to it beforehand. It's um, in, when do you ring the changes, or when do you change your approach slightly? Because we're not going to be top six with this. Uh, points per game average at the moment, are we? Well, you know, those both goals we conceded, we praised Joe Edwards a lot this season. And, you know, chances are, you know, he missed today, in my opinion, because he's a Bristol, you know, he started his career at Bristol City. He's massively up for that game on Tuesday. And his legs probably mean that he couldn't do two games in three days. So that's why he was benched. Um, that I'm not saying that he would have prevented those two goals, but, you know, he's been one of our cons- most consistent performers um, this season. Cundall for Randall? Yeah. I mean, I think you all know I'm a big uh, Adam Randall fan. I didn't see Cundall today. I thought um, he had a good game, I, but he wasn't centre of <laughs> attention. But I thought he had a 
he was definitely a lot better than what was the stinker he had? Was it Birmingham? Birmingham, he was a bit yeah. off it. I think. Uh, what are you going to say, Peter? Yeah, I thought I thought he had a great game. Mm. Um, you know, so he was that role on the right side with Morgan Whitaker and KKH. Mm. Um, you saw a lot of KKH rolling forward, uh, getting to the bottom line, passing around. But Kundal was key to all of that build-up play on the right-hand side, and and we had a lot more shots on the right-hand side. So I think he had a he had a good game, and I think he you know he was substituted what about. Uh, 70 75 minutes somewhere around there and he was just gassed um the style of play we have really requires a tremendous amount of athleticism he had it i think the one thing about kundo that i'm a a little concerned about compared to say rans is that um we don't have a lot of physical muscle on the field and you certainly saw uh, some of our players being shoved around. Of course, there were times when they were just being shoved around when the ball was anywhere near them and they were being pushed over, slammed in the back and whatever. But the Preston team on average must carry an average of five to 10 pounds on us, player for player, and it shows up. I mean, you see, you see Bally get shoved around. I mean, he's not the biggest player. And that, and that to me, is... There's, there's three things that I, in my brain, low would have said before the game. I'll come to the third later because I think it merits a bigger discussion. But the first two are attack them down the flanks, right? Because that's where they're weak. A billion. Because yep. they are a good quality team. Um lacking a little bit of something else. But I quite like the way we fought back on that. You know, I never encouraged bad behaviour and the I think the Miller tackle on another day could have been a red and we'd have had a very different conversation. Absolutely. Um no. but there was yeah, they were more physical. They were more physical than us. I thought the ref let a lot go, especially as it went on. There was a lot of cynical fouls, pullbacks, you know, arms around the chest kind of things, but Argo players been hauled down. The ref was pretty Which is what a team does in this division, right? Especially if the referee lets it go. I think that's the point. Yeah. They, they, they were quite smart. There was one where Azaz was breaking and he just pulled was, him back. Yeah, yeah. Him down, like, didn't even stop, just ran off. Like That's probably worth doing. Yeah. It's just I think that's just division savvy. That's all it is. It's just experience and management. Give it time. Give it time. Yeah, I agree. Well, we'll let's just... Uh, I say let's try. I'm going to try and look at some positives. Ryan Hardy, I did not see, I think I've said it certainly more than once this season, I did not see this this run of form, this goal-scoring form coming. I mean, to have a striker like that banging form, it's priceless. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, surely a Scotland call-up is waiting. Is it not, Mark Lovell, do you think? You've got to keep... Stick it in the back of the net. But great, another great finish today. Took his chance well. You know, he's in the right place at the right time, which all good strikers do. And he's playing football with a smile on his face. It's good. You know, let's hope it continues. We need, you know, we need him to stay fit and keep on scoring goals. We don't have many other options. Do we have any other options? No, we don't. We we do soon. We do soon. So I, I... I won't say I did see it coming, but I did have a early season 
premonition that the division would suit him. Um, yeah, because the, you know, like today, just an instinctive finish, right, from a good quality move. I thought Miller played well today. Yeah, I agree. I've got evidence that I put that in a message because I think he does him and Tyreek right often get the. Yep. From, I think from Twitter, I, I thought he yeah. was extremely. Re- a lot of good stuff came from him today. I think he had an iffy opening twenty minutes. Um, we've, we won't go over that overhead kick, but I think he could have done better. And Peter articulately explained that passage of play, and then there was a few moments his touches were a bit poor, and then one touch got away from him and led to that tackle, which on another day is a red card, if we're being really honest. And then after that, I agree with you, Chris. I agree. He, he, he did well. There was a few moments of passes that didn't quite come off, but that happens. But he he improved because at 20 minutes in, you're thinking you're having a shocker, really. Yeah. Um, you're lucky to be on the pitch. He must be, the game's 100 miles an hour. Um, you've, God knows how many minutes he's had in the last year. But he, well, um, he, just- he pulled through. He pulled through. Just more positivity, like yeah. complete, <laughs> no, mindless, mindless positivity, right? No evidence for this. Yeah. Oh, good. Let's go. We've just signed a six foot two, pacey, yeah, you know, unproven striker. Like, if this game had come a week later, it was made for someone like him. Yeah. We didn't have that option, right? We When we were really chasing the game, we still have to be getting shots blocked. I mean, there's a there's a way in the future when someone, you know, we haven't got anybody else. Maybe we have now. Maybe we have. I think it would be, he obviously wasn't ready, but I'd love to see him come on in that situation. Yeah, talking of options, it didn't feel like we had a lot today. Um, looking at the bench, you know, Warrington, Butcher, Edwards, Burton, Wayne, Wright, Scar and Randall and Callum Wright. You know, because, because we because we started with a very very yeah, attacking I think team. That, yeah, That's why no, you don't compete. No. I, I want to point out, <clears throat> Preston have the best defence in the division, <clears throat> and the way we play, we create lots of opportunities inside the box, which is ideal for a striker like Ryan Hardy, which is why he's <clears throat> scored five goals so far, and we need strikers that can put the ball away in a crowded box. I think the box today was more crowded than we're going to see by most teams throughout this season. If you looked at it, every time we got in the box, there were five, six, seven, eight white shirts in there throwing their bodies around. And, you know, he must've blocked nine, 10 of our shots. Um, a team that doesn't play so defensively will allow us to be a little bit more impactful going forward. And so I think each time there's a matchup, you have to look not just at yourself and what you're doing, but how does the team you're playing match up against you? How does their style of play allow you or prevent you from doing what you want to do. But would you say we have the squad versatility to, um, or did we have the squad versatility today to cope or adapt rather to uh, that pressing approach? The problem I don't believe is in our squad versatility. We've got, I think we are very much set up 
to play this 4-3-3 approach. And when we're chasing the game, which is what we were doing after 45 seconds, um, that's what you have to do. And when and 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 to be fair, Shuey rolled the dice at the end. We used all five subs. We threw a lot of fresh bodies on. I don't think in the end we were very impactful. I don't think all of the changes we made were able to settle in time to really put the cosh on 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 Preston. Well, yeah, and that maybe raises questions. Mark, we'll come to you because you actually saw these guys in the flesh not so long ago at all. Tariq Wright, Wayne, Ben Wayne. I mean, today it was a cameo at best. They didn't have a lot of time and uh, Tariq Wright had flashes where he looked quite positive. But what? how do you feel about them going forward as being viable options for us off the bench based on what you saw at home park? Tariq Wright showed flashes against Crystal Palace, set up the first goal for Ben Wayne. Ben Wayne scored three in the Carabao. So that plenty of promise there. You know, these are young players. Um, they had a bit of a thankless task today. Um, we did need fresh legs. Um, it's the same sort of thing against Palace, though. You know, um, we we were 2-0 up. They scored three times in five minutes and then we decided to make the three substitutions that we'd always planned to do, bringing on Whitaker, Azaz and let me think who it was, um, Hardy. Yeah? And they're expected then to come on and save the day at 3-2. Um, we, as looking back on this game today, we dug ourselves a big grave after 25 minutes and, yeah, we huffed and puffed. We played well. It's easy to play well at 2-0 down. We've done it often enough with Ryan Lowe, you know. You play all your passing football and incisive, you know, and you go down to a glorious defeat. Um, I don't want to be on this pod um, saying that we didn't deserve to lose. We let in two bad goals, and that's that's the story. You know, I'm sure the players are hurting in there, and they'll they'll come out on Tuesday against Bristol City and and put in a big performance. I think just just on the subs, by the way, I think the logic was not necessarily as much about the players and as they'd got through so many substitutions. I mean, they could have gone up at the end. They had two or three who were dead on their feet at the end of that. So I think it was any fresh legs or on Mike in any position, um, was the plan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Mark draws uh, parallels between those subs made at the, was it the Palace game? Um, and this one, no, it wasn't the Palace game. Which one was it? Southampton. The Southampton game at home where Shui rolled the changes, three late subs, and they didn't quite work. And people then ask, you know, <laughs> Was that the right thing to do? But yeah. and Archie, can I firstly more on Mike? Can you hear me? Yeah, my mic just landed on the floor. Dog nearly ate it. Loud um, <laughs> well and clear. Off you go. So, 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 so I want to bring some levity to what I do think is a massive negative. Which my third point: if I'm Ryan Lowe, I'd say if in doubt, give them a corner. Like flipping out the corners, if, Jesus! If you know. 
if, if you know if you've got a choice, you know if you're under pressure, just turn around and kick it sixty yards because they're the least threatening when they have a corner. Um, and this is still a mystery to me in in football. I just I can never get my head around it. I remember and I remember when we had a call with Neil Juicenip of all people. I kind of asked a similar question. Even if you watch like a League Two team warming up, right? They can stroke the ball sixty yards and land it on each other's feet. What is it about corners? Like, not, it's not just us. What is it that makes taking a corner so difficult? But I get that there's a lack of plan. But I'm not. I don't have the answer to this. But it's a real mystery to me that professional players at the top of their game will yeah. still miss kick, hit the first man, over hit. Like, what is it? The I mean, Juicenip said it's the pressure, but I don't get it. I don't get why it's so difficult. The, 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 the corner, of course, that we all cringe at is there was one that I think Alton took, and it was a short corner to somebody who was supposed to run out. And whoever was intended to run out didn't run out. Just a Preston defender came out, picked up the ball and said, thank you very much, and we'll stop up the field. That was, that was cringeworthy. I mean, corners are intrinsically difficult because you're passing a ball into a very small crowded area. You can have eight, 10, even 12 players in the six-yard box, all pulling and shoving each other. Um, and so it's very difficult. Um, anytime, though, the corner goes into the, into the six-yard box, I get a little worried. I always think the corner should be outside the six-yard box. Give the keeper you know, a decision to make about whether to, you know, twist or stick. And if you just put it in there right into somewhere where the keeper can reach it, nine times out of ten, the the, the keeper will. Yeah. But, like, again, just to expand on it, Peter, like, if we have a plan, I believe we have a plan, right? We're going to attack. If you're going to attack against a team that's got a lot of players back, they're going to make a lot of blocks. They're going to make a lot of blocks, you're going to get a lot of corners, it either seems underthought or badly executed. That would be my probably my biggest criticism of us all season is if you're going to play that type of game, you probably need a better game plan from the inevitable corners that you're going to get. Uh, I think it's a fair criticism. Maybe we need a corner coach. I mean, let's call it the corners today were beyond abysmal. We nearly scored that, from one. One nearly went straight in. Yeah, they first, were, one of the they were a joke. But, yeah. Like, there were so many positives today, and we'll come to them possibly in a bit to try and round it off. But the corners today were shocking. And I know it's a running joke, and we could probably be a bit more prepared and go into this another time with, you know, statistics and how, you know, how efficient are we from corners compared to the rest of the division or how efficient were we last season in League One. But today it felt comical at times. I mean, but yeah, Peter's name one. I could probably reel off another five, which felt, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't good enough. My, my feeling is... The thing that we didn't resolve today is what do you do with our style of play when the team is going to have six, seven, eight players in the box? And that's really tricky to figure out how to do that. I think we needed to cut the ball back more. So Bally's one shot looked tight. Yeah. Mm. But what caught my eye is that as he was shooting, uh, I think uh, – Ryan Hardy and Morgan Whitaker were outside the six-yard box. There's three of them, yeah. We're like, give us the ball, give yeah. us the ball. And Bally shot. And there were times when, 
and KKH had a wonderful gifted opportunity. But um, that KKH chance, can we talk about that? Save, was that, that was, was that, a great save. I'm split because I'm kind of looking at it and thinking it is a good save, but he has almost blasted it straight at him. Um, I think it was his shoulder, wasn't it? the keeper's shoulder that he, he, the, um, the ball yeah, played off? Personally, personally, I think that's harsh. It's the, the right. pace at which that, that move came through. It yeah. was on target. The goalkeeper yeah. made a good save. Well, I think that's good goalkeeping, not anything mm. else yeah no Hardy it was... was there calling for the ball yeah, he was he yeah, could he have was. slaughtered it to the left and hardy would have tapped it in and i think there maybe is for me a very key issue with the style that we're playing the ball is moving very fast players are moving very fast you have to see what is going on and react to it very quickly and make the right decision. We're only six games in, but I think the players are still learning a lot about this style of play and what the right decision is in certain situations. And I think that is something that I'm optimistic about that we're going to get a lot better at. We're going to see better decision-making, which will be not just fewer errors, Morgan Whitaker's passed. Set up the second goal was a poor decision on his part. Um, but we're going to see um, opportunities uh, that are much stronger than what we're getting right now because there will be the right cutback rather than blast for goal. I think KKH should not have shot for goal. Mm. He, he's, he was acting like a striker, and he's, he is not a striker. Hardy, yeah. I, I would forgive for doing that, but not uh, not somebody else. I've got, I've got a slightly different take on the same thing. Um, I I, I, don't, I think you can blame someone for shooting from there. Like, not you can with the benefit of hindsight, but even at the top level, I can see people shooting from that position. Why wouldn't you? What I do think, Peter, is like your version. It, it's it's to me, it's a subtly different version of decision making. It's almost like muscle memory. It's like instinctively, what do you do in these positions? Not almost not making decisions, and how do you act in, instinctively is where we will improve. Um, I think there's something in between us because when there is very little time, the player has to glance exactly the right place to see what he needs to see. And if he instinctively looks, and then passes where he expects his teammate to be, then we're going to see good things happen. So, yeah, there is a sort of, I've been in this situation before, I know where to look for a Ryan Hardy through ball, or I know where to look to push it outside to uh, KKH or whoever. But also, Archie, I know you were going there, but Hmm. if you cut out the mistakes, of which there are not many, by the way, you know, we're not prolific. <laughs> They're just punished. Two fairly crucial. And you, take, and you take slightly better corners. <laughs> we don't look out of our depth. You know, we're not Luton in no, the Premier no. League. We're not Sheffield Wednesday in this division. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think we need to keep a level head that yeah. we've come up a level. There are games that we're going to lose, even though we played well. I don't think anybody on that pitch today had a bad game. You know, it wasn't like, look at the state of what no. they've done. And I personally am really enjoying it. I'm prepared. Maybe it's the misery, the pivot in me, but I'm not saying I want to lose, but as a 
fan of the sport and as a fan of the club, this is what we want to see. We want to. See, it's a higher quality of game. Yeah, it's the higher quality opposition. Yeah. No, there, there. Yeah. I 100% agree with you, mate. Um, sorry, Marco comes here. There, I 100% agree. I've always, I never quite got this. Oh, I'd love to be in League One or two. You know, smashing teams every week and winning the league. I'll happily. This is if we stay up. <laughs> big if. If we stay up, I'll take this all day long. The quality of the football is fantastic, and you know, watching those games, even the big Burton one last season at home, it was dull as dishwater. Really, wasn't it? We've been honest, and was, the qualities. And I wasn't. I didn't see that coming. Obviously, I knew it was going to be a, a jump in quality and we're obviously going up to a huge league i think office said the fifth biggest in europe regarding money and attendance and so on but it's been great and i can i'm completely with you chris i like i kind of enjoy being that underdog having that status mind you, yeah Mark. especially given the run of games we've got bristol's not an easy game Norwich no. at home is not an easy game like no. you, i think you kind of need to acknowledge that it's going to be tight yeah and you should cherish every point and not get too miserable if you lose Hmm, too late. Yeah, the you were mentioning the corners. I'm struggling to see whether we've got the physicality and the the presence in the box. If you're going to lump in the corners aimlessly, you know, it needs to be a lot of different corners. You know, we don't have the height and the physical. You know, we don't have the Graham Cochrans or the Sonny Bradleys or even the Dan Scars at the moment um, on the corners. But I'm sure that's being worked on. I'm not. Hundred percent. I'm, um, I'm sure, and, and there's no harm in going full Spain, right? There's no harm in just every time you get a corner, just knock it back. And I mean, they did, they did that today. There was a variety in the in the uh, corners in the routines. The consistent thing was they were all equally terrible, but yeah. there was a there was a variety in how they took them. You know, that's what one I play. did <laughs> want yeah. to say though was about expectations. You know, I think we, as a fan, we expected. You know, we can compete with. Preston, we can beat them. We we're going to show low, you know, what we're all about. I think there were big hopes and bigger expectations today um, that we could, you know, outplay Preston. You know, this is how far that we've come, you know, and definitely the team that Shuey selected, I think that was a team to outplay and outscore Preston. But we made it very difficult by conceding a goal after 45 seconds and another one, 25 minutes, you know. And And Mark, to what you said earlier, we played no worse today than we did against Blackburn. Mm. No worse at all. We were better. I would argue we were better. Although it's always a difficult one, isn't it? When you're chasing a game like we were in the second half and pressing can afford to sit back, I'm wary of that, that it's hard then to compare. But I thought, yeah, sorry to put in, I thought we were better. Go on. I think you could write a book about football called... Uh, the misery of expectations. Uh, as fans, we start every game with uh, with bizarre expectations that usually make us extremely miserable in one way or another. Do you? I, I've got years of assuming we're going to get beat, and <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I I think there's something in being in this for the ride. Like it, it's a yeah. it's a first season. It's a higher level of football. We're playing it the right way. This is not, by the way, because I can hear Tom, the ghost of Kirk, and maybe you, Mark. I'm not saying I accept defeat, but coming back to where we started, I think, the and what you just said, Mark, we're lining up to try and win. We are competitive. You know, there was a moment, actually, the, probably the biggest 60 seconds for me today was after we'd scored, if you're talking about momentum, and it was a bit of an air shot, but it was like all that took was we could have done a palace. You know, where we were 
absolutely on top when we scored. That ball drops differently. It's two each. So let's just, I'm going to say it again, keep going. Yeah, I'm sure come our next home game against Norwich, expectations won't be so, you know, out of sync. And I'm sure we all give them a very good game. If not, stuff them. See, if, if you expect us to lose, then all you do is front load your misery and the outcome makes you happy, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, that's right. I've got, a, I've got a misery mortgage. That's exactly what I've got. <laughs> Paying it off over 40 odd years. But um, I'm also conscious because like this is for every, anybody listening, like this is, it's interesting how different this might have felt if we'd done it tomorrow as well. It's the first time mm-hmm. we've done this in the moment. Fresh. And I'm very, and I can almost feel myself cooling down. I, like, I'm not, uh, goes a little bit into the distance. I was <laughs> well, do- if people could see your face, Archie, they might disagree. I was doing well, then I just saw a certain manager doing a fist pump in front of his fans and set me off again. Um, oh, you, if you were him, you'd do exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do we think about here? I think what's annoying for me, or like what adds insult to injuries, is that we I don't know if we got outsmarted, but it was certainly a much smarter Ryan Lowe we saw today. A savvy Preston. In, well, it's to easy to be smart when you're two 0 up after twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could, you know. Point, yeah. Even, <laughs> I, I don't even think Kenny, that Kevin smart. Hodges could uh, see that one home. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that there was a part of me and again? It's all knife edge stuff. That they did have some attacks, but yeah. If I was a Preston fan, I'd be like, we were two 0 up, we were well on top, and we started to let I the back opposition in. play, no. and we scored. So there's another day. You know, he's on a quest at the moment. Things tend to deviate to the mean, don't they? If they do, maybe we're going to like score about 74 goals in the next five games from corners. Yeah. Um, it's not It's not a constant. I think that he's he's having a good, what's the word? I hate the word momentum. I don't think momentum exists, but I do think when things are going for you, you're more likely to make the right decisions. And I think he did today. Talking of, talking of Preston and that their perspective, I got a text from Josh who was on our last pod and he highlighted their defending. Did it just say, ah, no, ah, no. Ah. He was very gracious. Ah. He, did, he did say spot on with our predictions. That was his opening line. Um, so yeah, thanks for that, Josh. But he did um, go on to mention their defending and how they missed a few late chances. But what was, what was interesting is that he talked about how nervy it was the whole second half. And I said that's basically been the story of their season thus far. And that they just about ha- somehow managed to grind out a win. Um, I'm looking you know. at the, uh, a year they ago, they had the same approach and they lost five in a row and he nearly went. No. At the time, it's amazing. It's a cool game like that. Sorry, Peter. So they, if I'm looking at the momentum chart here, <clears throat> first five minutes is Preston. Next 10 minutes is us. Then it's 10 minutes of Preston ending in their second goal. That 25 minutes from 25 to 65 is pretty much all us with a few breaks by Preston. And then after we score, there's about another two minutes where we're, you know, really cutting them open. And then they came out of their shell. If you want to see something positive out of, say something positive about Ryan Lowe, it's how once we came, you know, we've got our goal he managed to sort of 
get them attacking again. Essentially, they were, you know, they come at game state. Once they were 2-0 up, their game state was, okay, we have a 10-man defense, um, kick the ball out the field and then run after it occasionally if you're not too tired. They weren't playing anything meaningfully offensive uh, for but, 40 minutes. Yeah, but again, when we were talking about this, their stats for the season are kind of 35% possession in top of the league, and they did exactly that today. It's not a fluke. Yeah. I mean, it's the old adage about, you know, defences win, win titles, not offences. Um, they're, they're a defensive team. And that's why they're top. They're not the best attack. By They're probably 10th like in attack. But in defence, they're absolutely great. Yeah. I mean, to speak about defence and look at our own defence, Plaguey, we had, you know, I think Tom's currently not here because he's off to the bank to fork out a mortgage for the engagement ring. But um, he didn't have a I great... I knows. <laughs> he didn't have a great day today. A great way to find out. He didn't have a great. Well, he didn't have a great opening half hour, did he? There was a few moments, and he he was livid with himself. It's rarely he was really frustrated, and yeah, maybe a bit of a reality check for him and us. I still think he's a fantastic acquisition, and to get him on a freeze, incredible. But um, it wasn't his day. Yeah, it wasn't it was his a day. Cut, like it's if you if you. I think Tom used the word. You know, he does the things that no one notices really well. You noticed him today because he gave the ball away a few times and. Yeah. To your point, you could see he was berating himself for it. Yeah, uh, maybe he was gutted about because they the Argyle Twitter page they made him captain, and maybe yeah. he was totally gutted that he was deposed as captain in favour of Jordan Houghton. Shortest reign ever as captain, two or four mm. minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, he was in tears before the game. He never recovered. One more man. One more man that's in our defence, or if you count goalkeeping as defending. Connor Hazard. There was one or two saves today. One in particular, which was sensational. And, you know, we've had all these pictures of Mike Cooper back in full contact training. How how, how and when does Cooper dislodge Hazard? That's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. I'm just going to say that I thought he played exceptionally well again. Yeah. Um, Mark, you're the goalkeeper. Was it unlucky for the first goal? It was a bit of a weird deflection. What, yeah, would, you, what would you have done in that situation? Very similar to that Southampton uh, winner in the last minute. If you look at it. Um, is that the answer? Is, it, is the answer Cooper would have caught that because he'd have been in a better position? Hard to say. But, you know, <laughs> it, if it happens again, you know, that he tries to save it and parries it immediately into the danger area, it might be something to look at, you know. But he's he kept us in the game um, with that, say, point-blank save. You know, he he's impressive for 150,000. You can see why we bought him now. Um, you know, we... We're very lucky to have him, and uh, he'll be a huge asset when Cooper gets back fit and firing. You know, then we'll have three goalkeepers. One will be surplus to requirements. Yeah, regarding Mike Cooper, so he's back in training, but essentially he's got another month to go, four or five weeks, Shuey said, until they, he could think about playing in game. So basically, we're looking at post the next international break. 
yeah. and then does should we just put him in there or because it has if he continues like this i don't think you can drop him can you i think we might see a, a rotation <clears throat> and so we'll see uh connor hazard on a saturday and then uh coops come in on a tuesday night really okay no i don't agree with that peter i think goalkeepers need uh, a lot more love than that yeah, you rarely when see Cooper, people have been rotated. Yeah. I mean, Connor has to soon be in the international lineup for Northern Ireland. That's another thing because um, Peacock Farrell will be seriously under pressure after his two latest performances. So he he will be a current international soon. Connor has it, mm. you know. And I'm talking as the biggest Michael Cooper fan there is. Um, he is our biggest asset as well, Michael Cooper. Only if he we, plays. Yeah, exactly. That was my going to be my next point, Archie. Apologies. Thanks. But he needs to be playing. Um, there has to be reasoning behind the Connor Hazard purchase. Um, we all, well, especially for, oh, why are we signing him? We have Callum Burton. He did really well to, uh, you know, in our promotion or championship winning side, you know. So maybe there's a, we have to get Cooper back to full fitness, get him playing games, and then we will look to sell one of those, whether oh. it's Hazard or Cooper. There's no way we're selling. I mean, unless someone comes in for him. I mean, surely, surely Hazard is the long-term replacement for Cooper. Cooper's... You know, time at Argyle is very limited to 12, 18 months, isn't it? If he get, gets back in the team, reaches the levels of last year, he's gone, which is fine. I think that's probably what the club are expecting, hence getting Hazard in, betting him in. And yet- well, no doubt. For me, the, the idea of buying my, uh, Morgan Whitaker for a million is to, you know, is that he's a success at Argyle and we can sell him for five or six. No, Let's no. be under no illusions here. Same with no. Bally Mumba. Yeah, I mean, I think there's probably one or two clubs in the world that don't think like that. So I don't think it's um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, and it's something we need to get better at as a club, developing and selling assets as clinical and business-like as that sounds. It's something we haven't been great at for a long time. So, um, yeah. There's, there's actually another point I, I wanted to make. I was thinking of earlier. One reason that we get great loans from other teams particularly some of the Premier League teams, is because we're paying this approach to the game, which is very positive, very attacking. It's a Premier League style game. We're not playing it at that level, but we're certainly playing the same game. And that means the lone players get an experience on the field and in training, which is not dissimilar to what they get back at Aston Villa or Everton or anywhere else mm. up in the Premier League. And I think if we were to change our style of play, that would make us considerably less attractive as a loan destination for many teams. Yeah, it was interesting. KKH was on doing press for the pressing game pre-match. And he was talking about how Shui was, you know, presenting our guard to him in the summer and how impressed he was. And Shui detailed, you know, the success of previous loans. And it's something we've mentioned on the pod before that, you know, you're kind of creating this reputation for yourself. You're not kind of, you definitely, we definitely are creating a reputation for ourselves where you're this, 
club that people want to come to. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've touched on KKH a lot today. I and I, I know he had some sticky moments, but I thought he was fantastic, and I think he's had a great start. And just to look at, you know, one of Chris Allen's favourite pastimes, his heat map. It's quite remarkable. And I, don't worry, I'm not going to give you a TED talk on heat maps, Chris. But he's covered a lot of ground, and he just he was relentless. If nothing else, just in his running. It was um it was quite a shift and I don't know how it's gonna do in whatever seventy two hours against I've got, I've, got, I've, got but, no, I've got no problem with heat maps, just that you need to refer to one to say that. Like, yeah, he was everywhere. You could see it. Yeah, but um, you know, you say he's everywhere. in my head I thought he was everywhere, but looking at this, it's like kind of, he's you wouldn't looking at that heat map, I wouldn't know what position he was. You know? Yeah. It's every in com- in comparison to Mikhail Miller, who's a lot who was a lot more conservative in his in his heat map, in his hot points on that map. KKH has got kind of five key areas in each of the three thirds. It's incredible. Um, yeah. Sorry, Chris. I, I know you're a big lover. I don't want to be, up. sorry if I can jump in, but I don't want to be on, that mate. bloke. But I mean, this is all very well. You know, great going forward. Basics, though. Was he at fault for the first two goals? Yes or no? Yes. Is he a wonderful young player? Well, wait, yeah. second goal, he's at fault. What's Morgan Whitaker? No, no. He's at fault for the second goal. He's given him too much space. No. It's come from Morgan Whitaker. He's given him too much space. How is that? How's, how's that? How's that? It's not the end of. How's that bloke haven't got the run at him? He shouldn't be in that much space. Yeah, you can repeat it, but he was. He didn't have. He had, the bloke had a lot of space. <laughs> he, he had so much space because Morgan Whitaker. We were talking about KKH, not talking about Morgan Whitaker. Okay, if you want to talk mean, about, you, you can't rewrite. You, you can't rewrite history. Did was Morgan Whitaker at fault for that second goal? Yes, and was KKH at fault for that second goal? I'm not sure. Yes, but I mean, they would press him a gifted the ball in a fantastic position in the final third. I mean. <laughs> I'd yes, like Kate. to see a little bit more of a heat map took connected to that second goal. Was he caught out of position because Whitaker gave the it's, ball away? Yes, he, Morgan Whitaker's okay. Morgan Whitaker that, and he you know was trotting back. He it's definitely needs not, to look at himself for that goal. It, keep it real, you know. He's going to make mistakes like anyone else. You know, was he at fault? Yeah. In my opinion, yeah, he was. Is he a great player? Like watching him play, brilliant. Hopefully, we can see more of him. Um, next season as well. My, just, my, and keep work on the mistakes. Make fewer mistakes. That's it. The higher up you go, the more that's true. Like, look at, I don't know if anybody saw the Sheffield United game today. No. Or saw the result. Anyone no one seen it? They won their up in the 97th minute. They lost 2-1. Right. Yeah. The second one, apparently, was a massive error. Like, errors lose games. Yep. Yes. And I think that's, you know, as you get further up the pyramid, the, the your errors get punished much more systematically and you can't make them. My, my bottom line for KKH is I think he's the most attacking defender we've ever had at the club. Yeah. He, he was crossing balls from their goal line just outside the six-yard box. He's running through one-on-one against the goalkeeper. He, I mean, the amount of territory he covered... Now, does that mean that he is not permanently in the back third defending their attacks? Well, that's the price you pay, but that's not him making an error. That's basically him 
doing the job that he's been tasked to do with this 4-3-3 formation and approach that we've adopted. So I don't have, uh, yes, he can make errors, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to go toe-to-toe with Mark on this one, I think. Uh, well, and I think he's great. somewhere in the middle, though, by the way, which is if, if all of that's true, you've got to score more goals. You've got to create more goals. What as, he is, as a team, I mean, like if yeah. you're going to say that's the that's the aim. Yes, I will concede two, but we'll score four. Like that's what we're not doing. You look at the xG. Uh, the xG for Preston is about the same as it was for us, but the bottom line is their defence limited. You know, we had an xG of about one point five, one point six. They limited us to one goal. Last year, we exceeded, you know, in a similar situation, we were scored two or three goals today. But their defense shut us down. And that's the bottom line to the game. It wasn't that we did make mistakes, we conceded goals, but we did not score because their defense shut us down. If there's one good thing about Preston is they have the best defense in the division. Right. Let's um, wrap things up. I don't want to hear Preston again for a good few months after that double monster monster pod. <laughs> I wish I, I wish everyone could see Archie. Right? <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm not taking this defeat. I'm not taking it well, but I'm glad I'm not taking it as badly as you. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, um, uh, uh, what's next? Wait. Bristol. Bristol. Get what what the pub, <laughs> <laughs> What needs to change for Bristol? Well, Joe Edwards will come in as captain. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's he started his career there. He will lead the side out. There'll be a f- great atmosphere under the lights at Ashton Gate. Green Army, you know, will turn up in their droves again and they expect a reaction. Um, Moose on the bench, you think? I hope so. Yeah, uh, should we said before this? on the bench. Uh, Shui said before this game he wouldn't make the Preston bench a bit too early for him but he didn't specify but I think we can be hopeful we might see him against um, Bristol sorry Mark back back to you yeah there's going to be a reaction I don't expect this you know hopefully we can get a real foothold in the game and and learn from our mistakes and, and just you know, get that first goal. We've got to get the first goal and everything else will take care of itself. We're a good football team, but we leave ourselves up shit creek with a, without a paddle because we're giving away shite goals. You I know? agree. I agree. And 11, 11 yeah, episodes in, blame, gone. You can blame. <laughs> it's basics. It's basics. I love, I love football. I'm not, a, you know, I like to see players, you know, enjoying the football and we're doing a lot of things really well you know we've seen six great games this season um but i'm still a little bit in the camp like i'd rather see us win a really ugly one nil with someone scoring off his ass in the last minute and having a bloke sent off and really doing it the dirty way to summarize would you say you want to see a bit less shoeing a bit more southgate Oh, God, I hope not. Oh, Archie. Don't ruin the conversation. The don't, don't ruin this conversation. I'd rather have 10 shoey than, uh, than that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 
Archie, if you're going to throw a hand grenade, you know, give us a warning. <laughs> um, Peter, over to you. No hand grenade incoming, I promise. Um, I think we can win on Tuesday. I don't think Bristol City have the kind of defence that will cause us problems. The big thing is we have to cut out errors. Um, I'll go with a 1-0 victory. Yeah, it's. It, I completely agree with both of you. Not to you know, go boring and vanilla, but there's so many positives. So many positives, and our attacking display in the in the last, in the second half today was fantastic. The movement and the speed of it, albeit we only got one goal to show for it, was really good. Um, so so, and as we said in the last hour, so many positives. But like I said, what was it? Six games, one win. <laughs> you know. If we don't get one a result against Bristol, then it's the pressure's ramping up, and I'm aware of that. And going back to what Mark said, we we need to get points on the board in whatever whatever way possible. Um, over I, to- I hope I hope Shuey's not listening to you because <laughs> I think he needs to think there is no pressure. Oh, need to focus. Oh, on Gareth Southgate. Oh, Gareth Southgate's not listening to us, let alone Shuey. <laughs> Jesus, um, Chris. <laughs> I'm just counting because I really struggle of taking away 24 from 13. Is that? I know it's nine, but that doesn't mean there's nine teams worse than us, does it? It means there's 10, I think. 11. There's a lot of teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 11. Not live maths. <laughs> you, you, can see, you can see why I struggle with predictions. Shui Spiel. I nil, 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 nil was blown out of the water in 40 seconds today. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think there's any – I don't think we need to panic – we're playing in a better league against better teams. We're doing all right. There's a lot of teams doing worse than us. We're currently sat in 13th. We win and some others don't. We go up to like 8th or ninth. It's very early in the season. It's good math. Good math. Stop it. Um, <laughs> pro- we're also probably wrong. Um, <laughs> I, I, having looked at it, the table with our again. goal difference, we don't. But look, <laughs> it's... I'm just going to keep coming back to the same point because I'm boring. Mm. This is so much better. Well, yeah, no, it is. I, mean, I it, guess it I have really this is. to keep me focused on the next game. But I never, I should check on a Saturday who we got today. Oh, man. Like, mm. there's a rolling, what do we take from today? How does it work? It's, I mean, it's not loads of cup finals, but you know what I mean? It feels more like every game matters. And if we lose to Bristol City away, the world doesn't come to an end. We lose to Norwich at home. You know, it wouldn't be good, but if you look down the bottom of that table, our friend Sheffield Wednesday are really struggling. Middlesbrough were favourites to go up, currently bottom. That's incredible, that, isn't it? Always, always love to see Swansea struggling. Could do with the oh, because of the midfield because there. of the Morgan thing, or yeah, yeah, Je- Je- yeah. like it's a mm-hmm. weird, weird division. Yeah, you know, Leeds lose tomorrow. We're still above Leeds. QPR flew out. We're still above them. It's you know, we're still four positions above my prediction. Yeah, speaking... I'm not, I'm not worried about my sixth-place finish. When no. Bundu, Bundu Bonanza starts scoring for fun and, uh, you know, we have Cooper back in goal, it's all going to be just... We'll be flying by Christmas. All right. Any any um, last points? Anything you need, to, need or want to get off your chest? An apology to Southgate? Anything else before we... Close up shop for no, tonight. I think, I think the editors will have to have a look at that before my <laughs> lawyers. Uh, yeah, cheers, you. Mark. Uh, smiley, I'm I think morning. he's he's Same been called of. worse by you. It's not in public. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, um, 
I I think any discussion around what it means for the season should be banned until Christmas. All right. Um, Chris, Take each game on it merits. If we lose loads of them, we lose loads of them. But it's a long old season. Chris, sum up. Sum up the last hour, the last game in a nutshell. Change nothing, fewer mistakes. There you go. Short and sweet. We'll end it on that. Chris, thank you ever so much for your time, mate. Mark, pleasure to have you back. We didn't ask you, how was your Cornwall home park holiday? It was great. Loved it. We beat Blackburn 3 0 and uh, um, almost beat Crystal Palace if it wasn't for that pesky Ezzy bloke. Mm. Yeah, I had a great holiday down in Cornwall. Was, the weather was beautiful. It was blessed with uh, almost 30 degrees every day. Magic mm-hmm. and a pasty. Did you introduce See, a... Mark, Sorry, Mark Lovell thought we lost the day. He wasn't at the game. Had he been at the game, 3 0 again. There Mark, you did you did you introduce your family to Argyle? Yeah, I took Henry, and we 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 had a great day against Blackburn. Really Lovely. blessed. And what the the best part of Blackburn was was Pleggy bringing his two kids onto the pitch at the end of the game to celebrate in front of the Devonport. You know, little things like that. And I thought I I believed he he was going to be captain today. Mm. No, I'm, I'm not sure if there was anything in that, or it was just somebody Still- made a mistake. Still no vice captain announcement. It goes on, doesn't it? It's interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We go Alrighty. again on Tuesday at Trashton Gate. Let's do it. Peter, thanks for hopping on, mate. My pleasure. All right. And thank you for listening. And we'll be back with you very soon. Take it easy. Okay, there we have it. We hope you enjoyed that one. Something a bit different, like I said, doing it after the game. Um, it has its challenges. And uh, actually, Mark has uh, recorded a little voice message for you addressing just that. It's not quite a uh, Southgate apology, but um, we'll get there, Mark. We'll wear you down. Yeah, good morning, Pilgrim podcast listeners. This is Mark Lovell. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I find it very difficult to watch goals that we conceded over and over again. But... I'd like to go on record and uh, apologise to Kane Kessler-Hayden. Went over top, over the top on him yesterday for the second goal. It was a poor ball from Morgan Whitaker, And it left KKH, among others, in the lurch totally. So it would be total folly to blame KKH for that second goal. Anyway, on we go to Bristol, to Ashton Gate. And let's hope for three points there in a really... Ugly 1-0 win. Safe travels and all the best.